bird fighting vehicles Wend along this hexa thing My armored fighting vehicles Could be moving wrong on this hexa thing My first armored OB Move crew exposed down the open road Roll for ESB I need the speed so badly My MMCs approach defending infantry In PFPH I was shooting at some people Now they're firing back at me On the IFT But my armored fighting vehicles Overrun the hex they're in And my armored fighting vehicles Keep rolling on on this hexy thing Where did you come from, E.T. Shell? How did you know where to conceal those guns? Did you know this game is everything I play for? Learn the rules every night and day for Then today I play my first combined arms action Now you're firing next to me, giving it to me My armored fighting vehicles Have nowhere to run on this hexy thing my armored fighting vehicles The is long For the next of kin Oh, curse you You hexathane Point blank fire from the hexathane There's no way you can miss my side armor This hexathane Oh, it's snake eyes This hexathane Yesterday I mortar bombed those lonely people Now you're ready to fire sprees Serve it back to me My armored fighting vehicles I'll stunt Poor Expernin My armored fighting vehicles Face side down Poor Exiting Oh, pinch me Stop retreating Forget about those VCs Greenhorn Oh I concede Everybody and welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads. I'm Jeff. I don't know. And we have with us all the way from the other side of this wire a special guest, <laughs> Michael Koch from Germany. Hey. Welcome, hey, Michael. 
Hey, welcome. Yeah, thank you to be there. Glad to have you. Yeah. And this is the uh, one and only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Right, ASL. Yes, Advanced yes. Squad Leader. And yes. do you think do you think it's I'm being over precautious with the mask my mother-in-law made for me in my house to wear it in my house? So I I don't know where you live, you know. <laughs> so probably <laughs> probably you need to wear a mask, you know. But uh, yeah, probably a little bit over 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 it. All right. Yeah, I think my family ah, my okay. family's mostly trustworthy. <laughs> They're trying to be safe, so we'll see. Yeah. Wow, Dave, would you? Would you mind putting it back on? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting old, not me. I know. You. Yeah. So, Michael, how, what time is it there? It's uh, eight o'clock or something uh, in the evening. It's, uh, nine. It's nine, nine o'clock. Yeah. So we are, uh, yeah, seven hours difference to Chicago and time. Is all of Germany in the same time zone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are. We are not there, such a big country like the U.S. So, yeah. So it's from from the north to the south. It's probably a thousand kilometers. So you you can do it in a yeah probably ten twelve hour drive to cross the country from north to south. It's not the same in the United States, I think. Yeah. And, and have you ever been to the USA? Yeah, several times. Oh, good. Well, uh, I, you had uh, just vacation, vacation and for Eslock. Yeah, you uh, had mentioned that Brett Hildebrand. Yeah. mispronounced your name in a very inappropriate way. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but it was funny, <laughs> as, as I told you. I, I don't know if I, if, I, if I can say it here now, uh, but you know. You, you can. Of course, of course. Yeah. You said you cock, can. you know. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and with Klein Schmidt, a good German name, uh, yeah. my principal once on the intercom said my name without the M. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, yeah. And right on the intercom, luckily the kids were not in school. All the staff heard it. And so then he buzzed down to the room he knew I was in, personally. And then he said, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right okay. Away. Okay. Well, at least he didn't call you Klein Cock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been more embarrassing. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you've been to, uh, uh, Michael, you've been to Aslock uh, just one time, or have you been a couple of times? Uh, five times. Wow, okay. More than us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, the first time was in uh, 2009, and it was only for three days. Then uh, I were, uh, was in the United States for vacation with my girlfriend, and she made the offer to me. Uh, we were driving around the East Coast. And she offered to me, okay, when there's S-Log, let's go there. Wow. Like, really? Wow. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, when you, when you were there for the first time, it's, everything is so huge, you know, so many people. And uh, you can, can't compare it with the other tournaments in, in the world. And so it was pretty clear for me to come back for the whole thing. And then I did in 2011, the first time for the whole week. For the full week, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what year we we Dave and I have only been there once. And when did we go, Dave? Do you remember what year that was? No, must have been around there, 2012 maybe, something like that. Yeah, probably close. Um, Of course, I went once or twice. My first time with Jim McDermott, that had to be in the 90s. Oh, okay. Probably. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it was all like, I only had one other guy that played ASL around here. And so, yeah, we went there, played with different people. And I remember sitting and watching a game, I've said this before on the air, between um, Gary Fortenberry and another big name. I sat there watching. <laughs> That's when I first realized it is like watching paint dry. Although <laughs> I did see Fortenberry throw smoke on a kill stack from his tank. That was the first time. And I looked at that and I thought, man, that's that's brilliant. You can just smoke the guy and he's got a plus four. So wow. <laughs> I obviously didn't have very good tactics or maybe I was avoiding the smoke rules or something at back then or never thought of it. I don't know. But, yeah, so you learn little things. Definitely. Yeah, it's uh, exactly the same thing for me in my, I say, I like to say my first life in ASL. Um, I was playing without smoke all the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Always shoot, 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 and no smoke. And, yeah. And now in my second ASL life, of course, I use smoke. <laughs> Did you have a near-death ASL experience before you had your second life? or No, it... but I, I, had to, I, I had to break off for several years because oh. I had no opponent. Uh, my my usual face-to-face -face opponent uh, left the game, so I was there uh, with all that stuff and nobody to play. And uh, after some years, I had to make the decision to to stop uh, collecting ASL and don't think about playing it again or looking for another players. Then I did that, and that was uh, it. Opened my my eyes, and everything started. It was uh, best one of the best decisions I made by um, the time. We would certainly have to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We recommend it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But and when did you first start playing? Like wargaming. Give us a little history. When did you start wargaming? Well, I, I think it, it's the same story for like the most of the people. It started always with pen and paper uh, role playing games in in the eighties. Mm. So and uh, with uh, Dungeons and Dragons and ah. la later advanced Dungeons and Dragons and. Uh, we played so much role playing games, whatever, I don't know, Call of Cthulhu, and I don't know. And always when you were in the game shop, back in the corner, in the dark corner of the shop, there were those war games, you know, with all that, <laughs> with the covers with, with German soldiers, uh, or tanks, whatever. But, you know, by that time, it was not very popular in Germany to, to play war games or to, to, to uh, sell them because, you know, the problems with our history. And, um, yeah. But when, after some years, we started to look over the fence and one, one uh, buddy of me uh, bought a squad leader and uh, we played the first scenario and I didn't like it. <laughs> Be because because i was not hooked i don't know it was it was uh, because of of course it was because uh, the language barrier um the rules were very you know the rules yeah and uh, so we, we played the first scenario i'm pretty sure we did it wrong and we we skipped it for a while and then i think it was two or three years later, another 
friend of mine come, came, came again with, with squad leader. And then it was a time you were more into detailed rules, understanding and stuff like that. And we started playing. We were three, three buddies. And, uh, yeah, we started playing squad leader right from, from the, the, the box to, uh, cross of iron, crusader of doom, GI anvil of victory. So, and I think it was in the beginning of the nineties. So we were uh, aware that there was ASL, but in, we had no need to play to, to change over to ASL because we had squad leader. It was so a fantastic game. <laughs> and we, uh, there was, you, you, you know, there was no need. Yeah. And uh, then by the time one uh, of us three stopped playing, so we were only two guys. And then because I had too much money in my pocket and I was bought, <laughs> I bought the ASL rulebook. And that was, yeah, you know, a, a blast. Was so different to squad leader and and yeah and then we started to play at one squad leader. I think it was around 1991 or 92, and um, yes, by that time we played regular, but only I and my my friend, and I always played the axis and he always played the allies. So you see, it was very limited our game. Yeah. So yeah, and then. You know, real life started. We had to go to work, uh, join the army, stuff like that. And at some point, uh, we stopped playing. And uh, yeah, that uh, is the thing I told you that I was looking for another opponent. And uh, yeah, that was then in the beginning of the 2000, 2001, when I uh, met the other guys like Christian Kopmeyer and yeah. And are, are those guys kind of uh, local to you? They're close by? Um, close by means an hour drive by car. Oh, yeah. okay. In, in, in the, in a, in the high, high time uh, of my ISL playing, I had five face-to-face -face opponents. And the closest was probably uh, 10 minutes by car. So uh, I, I was quite lucky to have so many people to play with face-to-face. Yeah, that is something, and that's um, and eventually, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I started with the advanced. I didn't play the basic regular squad leader, and then my friend just pushed me from in, into it to go buy this thing. It's huge. It's the Cadillac of war games, and then yeah, he yeah. and I played, and then I managed to have like a different opponent that I would play a lot with, maybe two at a time, and then they one would move away, or you know, and yeah. then. Suddenly, I guess Jeff, maybe the pod. I guess I the podcast started the ASL club here at my house. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, I guess local people. Yeah, I had an ad in the old paper issue of the General. I think somewhere. <laughs> I think I yeah. did. So some local people <clears throat> found me, and then you know uh, the show just really kicked it up, where people started to drive half an hour, an hour away. To come to here to meet Jeff and I, or and get okay. some in, and now there really are so many people to game with that I I have three guys I'm rotating on Vassal until okay. COVID is over, um, and that's new for us here. But don't have a it's yeah it's a I guess it's a blessing to have so many people within half an hour that we can game with that Jeff and I have. Yeah, that's nice. 
it's, yeah. it's nice to have a face-to-face opponents. You see, I never, I never started really into Vessel because I had so many people to play with uh, face-to-face. And that's why and Jeff and I either. Yeah. 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 Until this, you know, stay-at-home I, pandemic. Yeah. I had sort of tried it a couple of times, but I got annoyed with it for some reason. So uh, I, I would never continue with it. But now just being forced is that's the way to play. And uh, so Dave and I have been playing pretty regularly. And actually, I, I enjoy it. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. If, if, you have, if you have no chance to play with, with other guys face to face, and that's the only way to do it. And it's, it's, it's a very good way. So, you know, uh, it's fantastic, of course. But, you know, ASL is for playing on the table. With yes. your opponent face to face, with all that chit chat going by, and you know, of course you can do this online via Vessel, but um, so I was not in the need to do it by that time. Probably that will change one day um, because people uh, get fewer and fewer uh, to play with for some reasons, life issues, you know. Yeah, I, I have. I have two two opponents I can play with face to face, so and that's not that much, but it's okay. And where do you uh, so you got involved in ASL and where were you finding the products? It just at that at that same store back in the corner, that same yeah. dark corner. No, by by that time it was more more in the in the in the lightened uh, <laughs> area of the of the shop. Oh. Um, well, by that time uh, war games were probably more uh, popular in Germany um, but you, you it was of course in a special shop in a games shop for mm-hmm. for role playing stuff and games like ASL Cosims whatever so um, and that's the point ASL maybe you want or I think you want to ask how many people play ASL in Germany I can I can say I don't know it's hard to tell I yeah. personally know, of course, some. If I had to say a number, it's really tough. Probably 30, 40 active players. It's it's hard to hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is hard. Yeah. But but you also then do run a turn tournament yourself, or is, are you with the Grenadier? Yeah, I run the tournament. I run the Grenadier. Um, I. Took it over when Christian Kopmeyer, the founder of Grenadier Tournament, passed away. So this was in 2014, and then I took over and um, yeah, I run it since then. Then, and uh, he started it in 1998. So uh, by that time there was another tournament in Germany. It was a Westwall, but only for two years. And oh. Grenadier and Grenadier now runs from 1998 until today and now chris and the guys with her started a new tournament in southern germany i think she told you about that yeah Yeah. the conscript yeah yeah the conscript right and yeah by the way exactly one week ago i had to cancel grenadier for this year i see that on the website yeah because of covid you know it's um, yeah, there are too many question marks uh, yeah. re- regarding the situation, what it will be in December, and so I decided to to uh, cancel it. 
probably yeah, good, to, good to be tough safe. Decision. Tough decision. Is always next year, but. Yeah, I hope so. And what is uh, the uh, attendance usually like for the Grenadier tournament? How many? Usually there are uh, 30 people. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I think it's 30, probably 35. Uh, one year it was a highlight. We had probably over 40 players, but that's. Then we are on the, uh, uh, the limit for the location, you know, with beds because we have all everything in the location. It's it's a hostel, and uh, we have the whole hostel uh, for for us, and uh, so you have limited bed capacity and and playing tables. Mm -hmm. So I think thirty players is a good number. It's a what good do number. you what do you what do you like best about running the tournament? Well, that's or is a good it, question. Is it just all? I was going to say, a, what do you like least? <laughs> I, I, it's 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 a good question. I like it. Um, seeing all the people playing and seeing them satisfied that they are playing the game, they are happy to play, all that stuff. You know, they are the cheats, the the cheating, the the the. the, the yeah, whatever, you know, people are excited uh, over, their, over their critical hits and stuff like that. And yeah. <laughs> seeing that running smooth is really, really nice. So, by the way, I don't play in the tournament because um, organizing it and uh, it's, it's take my full attention. And But that's okay. I play friendly games and that's, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to hear you say that because that's the way I feel when I was, was having my castle club in this crowded little basement we might only have four players maybe 10 at the most five tables crammed around this little little basement i guess yeah, I yeah. Can show i guess we got um but yeah so it can be tight but enjoy the just having two other games going and you look across and you're hearing them with the critical hits exactly that's what makes it so exciting it's not a boring game at all my no. problem with some of my my ancients games with the miniature armies. I love the miniature armies. I love painting them and putting the terrain up. But sometimes those games don't, you know, you push and push until someone starts to break. So, um, Michael, you get, um, I, I can only imagine that people come okay. from other, a lot of people come from other countries to attend the tournament. You probably get people from where? Italy and France? And... Oh, well, uh, we have... Italy's probably a long it's drive. It's probably easier to say which countries were not at Grenadier. So okay. you have, of course, all the neighboring countries. Oh. Uh, so the French guys are always there with, a lot, uh, with many people. The guys from Netherlands, there are a lot of, of players from the Netherlands always at Grenadier. And um, we have from Italy, we have from uh, Sweden, we have from Great Britain, we have from, uh, yeah call it the name united states we have all uh, ray voloshin you probably know him right yeah, yeah yeah he's there every year so uh yeah from one year there was a guy from israel i think and uh, it's a big audience coming to grenadier yeah but 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 i i i have to be fair it's most of the time the same people coming there ah uh, yeah it's probably right yeah, you I, develop uh, you develop friendships. Uh, yes, you do. Sitting across the table from somebody for six or seven hours will do that. Of course. Yeah. 
That's true. Or so, enemies, like Jeff and I, when we play, we become enemies temporarily, and then that can happen from time to time. That can happen, you know. You can have bad uh, uh, stuff starting uh, playing ASL, especially when you played uh, competitive. Yes. I saw I saw people being too 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 competitive, you know, and so but that. Some years ago, I decided for myself not to play any more competitive, just only for fun. Yeah. We we had, Dave, we did an interview one time with somebody from Europe. I can't remember who it was. And they had some generalizations, things they noticed about people from different countries about way they played and how. Remember that? Somebody was yeah. saying how this certain nationality was more serious. And, uh, and uh, Michael, do you think... Do, do you think that there are some that are just more serious in general, like I, uh, and some that are less so? Are the Italians less intense about playing? No, I I think it's I pretty on, on the individual players. So yeah, you okay. you have uh, I have met really competitive players from from. Yeah, I don't want to put uh, some some people here on, <laughs> yeah. into focus, the category. you know. <laughs> I, 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 I was hoping to put you on the spot, but no. And, and I you think know, yeah. the, the Scandinavian players are really good players, are really strong players, really good players. They're very very focused. Uh, they're very very they they really they really concentrated when they play, and um, but also you have a lot of fun with them. So it's hard to say those uh, country is uh, very competitive, those country is not. So it depends on the, the single player, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, too, uh, Jeff, someone was referencing that, like, the Australians just play faster. Was that it, too? That may have been, yeah. The Americans just play too slow. It's the yeah. same they say in Europe about the Americans. That's Americans <laughs> play. Too fast. <laughs> It's it's yeah it's funny it's the same they say here yes Americans are always so fast and bam 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 they move their, their, their squads and bam tank and no <laughs> maybe yeah there are some players doing that but not all of them yeah mm -hmm. some are some are tediously slow I <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> so you had mentioned before that uh, that there was some. Um, there were some years there where you really couldn't find World War II games that much. Is that right? Or people wouldn't play them because of the history? Yeah, I think 20, just years, a 20 30 years ago, it was, uh, it was more problematic to, to play games with, with a World War story. And of some, you, you have to be careful in Germany because uh, some stuff is not allowed. It's uh, it's it's uh, by law. So because of symbols that they use uh, in, in in the game, like you know swastikas and SS runes stuff like that, it's not allowed in Germany. In combination with toys and uh, board games are toys. So um, and it's not very popular in Germany. Yeah, so, I. I think in in the United States and Jeff, I, I think you might agree. Um, there was the question about Vietnam because then yeah, for my generation, you know, the younger people was like, well, play, having a game about World War One is okay or two, 
or some ancient thing, but you shouldn't have a game about Vietnam. Yeah, that's true. I do remember that. You know, it's too fresh for a lot of people. And my uncle was killed and my brother's lost his leg. And, you know, so it's it is a it is a fascinating thing. And, And then, of course, there are people who just won't. A game with violent, um, like war, and for religious reasons or just pacifist reasons, and I, I can respect that. But to me, it's always again like with D and D. Remember the demon? I don't know if in Germany you had the religious uh, people with the. And I was a pastor's kid, so they were like, <laughs> "Okay, Dave, is that is that okay to play that game?" And I, yeah, we play the good guys killing the bad guys, and. So for me, it's 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 make believe, and it's it's I don't, you know I try to see it as respecting history in a way, and I know I don't certainly ever glorify war, and I'm not you know I'm I'm pretty much a pacifist. I I would like the world to solve problems <laughs> without it, but I am fascinated. You know, I I think the most of the people playing ISL or war games in general. Probably with with World War Two as a background, are interested in history, mm. so in, in or interested in military stuff in in for any every country take taking part in the World War, and um, that's okay. ASL is a game. Is 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 it's only a game. It's it's fiction. You know, it's it's Hollywood. Yeah. You have all that stuff that were there uh, were used in the World War, but in a scale, it would never happen then, by that time. So you, I don't know. I, I see it that way. So yeah. and and I'm very interested in in military history. I'm very interested uh, in 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 World War Two stuff. Uh, well, I, I was in the army. I'm still in the army reserve. So I have no problem with that. But it's the same like you say. Uh, I don't glorify anything when when playing uh, ASL or or thinking about uh, recreating the history or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. It's um and again part of the real fun, as we said, was the the way the game's designed with those extremes. I think of breaking weapons and critical hits and yeah, and you can change the symbols on the counters and probably it would still you know to aliens and it would still be a pretty fun system. You know. <laughs> play so but yeah i do love the history it's uh and it's a good teaching tool too even though it's fictional because you're learning uh well you know you're learning a, a geomorphic boards but there's historical games also and and so on so yeah yeah and so do you have a preference of games that you do, do you have all the mmp stuff do you have the lf the lafranc terrier stuff or do you have a one you like best or so I only play ASL. I don't play any other games, any other war games. So because I think ASL is a game that needs your full attention. <laughs> it takes a lot. It takes a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I, I like I like the the scale. You know the squad level. It's, it's yeah. That's what what ASL is about. And there's no no other game. I, I I don't know any other game coming close to it. And I'm not interested in games where you have where you where you move battalions or or regiments or whatever. I I I, I don't have any. I don't like it. It's it's not my yeah. cup of tea. Yeah. I I know I noticed you used the word Hollywood when you referred to ASL. Yeah. I, I think you're right. It tells more of a story of like individual people on the battlefield. Yes, right. 
the guy that picks up the Panzerfaust that was dropped. Sure, well, it's, or it's, the, it's a you know, hero. You create a hero, and the hero yeah. grabs uh, the Panzer Shrek yeah. and he kills uh, the tank in the last turn, yeah. and bam, change the game. And yeah, it would never happen in reality, but you know, it's it's a game. It's it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. But uh, to your question, yeah, I own the stuff. I own a lot of stuff. Uh, but by the way, I stopped to buy. Not the core products. So back in the days, really everything where ASL was printed on, I bought it. And uh, behind me is a shelf. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, it's some of it. Packed with ASL stuff, whatever. And um, but today I only buy MMP products and LFT and uh, whatever third party when it's good. But by now I've not uh, picked up was uh, the new Quadegear. Oh yeah, oh, right. I, I'm looking at mine right over there. We haven't opened it yet on the show yeah. yet. So we have to because I, I have I have the, the French, and I don't need no more counters anymore. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Yeah. I have I have bought the new uh, Yanks. Uh, I've bought uh, the, the new um, uh, Japanese uh, uh, Rising Sun, and yeah. it's 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 still packed. I don't have the intention to to uh, do any more counters. <laughs> I'm I'm over it. I can understand. Yeah. 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 We went from not having enough to kind of having too much. To right. be honest, yeah. I still have read the new barricades with the two games combined. It's right. Sitting yeah. in there, and I haven't got to the Hungarian thing yet. Budapest, Festum Budapest. Here sits, and it's like. Yeah, but you know, uh, you keep, maybe someday I'll get to all that. Yeah, of course. So, someday we will have enough time to play everything. <laughs> not really. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. No, I'm o- I'm almost sixty, so I don't. <laughs> I think you have uh, twenty or thirty years to go. <laughs> I'm hoping at least twenty. <laughs> if you don't buy anymore, just don't yeah. buy anymore. Dave. Well, right, that's right. Yeah. But uh, by the way, it. It's great that you can buy so much stuff. Yes. I, I remember the times in in the nineties, there was nothing to buy. Yeah. So there, there was uh, the time when when uh, Avalon Hill stopped uh, with ASL and MMP rise up, and you, there was they, they, I think the only stuff they released was Action Pack Two, One and Two, and then there was a big break. Yeah. And there not- probably was. By that time, critical hit was uh, was uh, the guys to go with, and um, but that has changed today. Absolutely, it's great. Yeah, it's crazy, and I do remember. I think I told the story once on the show, Jeff. But if you'll humor me to repeat it, because uh, some people may never go back and listen to those episodes. But I was playing. I had a friend that worked at the hobby shop. This is back the year that, and he, we were playing D and D. And I had a druid that had up a wall of fire. Sorry, ASLers, you'll have to listen to this stuff. But he had his wall of fire up, holding off a bunch of undead or something. And right then, my friend says, oh, Dave, did you hear uh, Avalon Hill's out of business? And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, and they released that last game, but they only made a few copies. And they're gone. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I was just like, the li- I didn't get the last product of ASL. And I just said, I dropped my wall of flame and I let all the undead kill me. 
know, I was that upset. And then he said, he said, well, call Charlie Prosek. Some of our listeners know, he knew Charlie. He ran the hobby shop over here in Wheaton. Great guy. He passed away, too. And um, he said, call Charlie. Sometimes he keeps an extra copy or two sealed. Right. And he'll just keep them, like, collectors are for people like you. <laughs> and so I called over there, Charlie, please. I heard this last game came out. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I didn't get one. And he goes, yeah, they sold out. I'm like, oh, I heard a rumor that maybe you could find me a copy. He said, I said, you know how much I am into this game. And yeah. he's like, yeah, come on over. I'll give you my last one. Oh. So, yeah. like, what was that game? Doom Battalions or something? Yeah, oh, I okay. think so. Yeah. So I got this last copy of Doom. And yeah, I, yeah. at that time, you thought this was it for life, right? Yeah, it was, it was the time before the internet, right? So yeah. The, yeah. You, so you have to go to a shop and. Yeah. And you were a lucky guy. It was a lucky guy when when you have a, had a shop in your in your area. So in in Germany, it, it was not that easy to find a shop selling that stuff of games. So um, yeah, and today it's pretty easy. You know, you order it online, and it's there on next few days. Yep. And there's we're... and there's so much. There is so yeah. much stuff out now. I I won't say too much. And, no, no, good, good stuff. Good it's stuff. really good stuff, yeah. and uh, I, I really like to see that uh, from time to time new guys rise up and produce stuff for ASL, like the Italian guys now. Yes, yes. Uh, really nice, and yeah, I, I like it. And Front Tireur is fantastic. Uh, Xavier is a great guy, and yeah. uh, all the all the guys around him with uh, Frontierer, they're doing a good job. Really nice. Yeah, we have all their stuff. I well, a lot of their things. Yes. Yeah. Of course, one of our favorites, Jeff. Do you have the bell handy? Is uh, Bounding Fire Productions, oh. one of our sponsors. We realize we're not getting our ads in because now we're doing the video. Oh, yeah. Right. So we need to talk a little bit about Bounding Fire Productions, don't we, Jeff? Yes, we do. Please. Uh, currently, yes. I am I am playing through um, Oper- Objective Schmidt. I keep calling it Operation Schmidt with okay. a friend on uh, online since he lives down the street, but we're just staying separate for a little while more. And we're playing through all of the Bounty Fire production scenarios in order. And he is um, he, uh, has a special scoring system. So if you score 75% casualties, you gain extra points. Okay. And it's, so it's not really a campaign, but we're doing that with all the Bounding Fire um, Objective Schmidt games. Because Schmidt, okay. it's a good name. It should have been called Objective Klein Schmidt. It should have. By the way, you know that uh, that Schmidt, the town Schmidt, is probably 20 kilometers away from where Grenadier is held. I did not know that. Yeah. Yes. Grenadier, the, the town, the, the town of uh, Hergarten, is uh, on the boundary of the Hürtgen Forest, and and uh, yeah, there's by the, when you come to Grenadier, you can do a good uh, battlefield tour, and uh, for the Hürtgen Forest, and uh, it's probably two hours or three hours drive to to uh, to the Ardennes. You can go to uh, La Glace, whatever the places from Kampruppe Piper. So yeah, everything close by. Yeah, Jeff and I we keep talking about our get our trip to Europe going, but better do it sooner than later. 
And we are waiting for a package right now. So all ASL stuff from Ritterkrieg. Mm. Waiting for Jeff to ding the bell. <laughs> Ritterkrieg. <laughs> so you can order all your ASL products from Derek Ritter. Great guy. Um, he helps to keep us with with stuff to review on what's in the box. And uh, he has free shipping. But we ask that you don't order some, a lot of small little things. You break the guy's bank, right? You want to order in bulk from Ritterkrieg.com. Yeah, he's a great guy. I've met him several oh, times at Slock. Yes, he he gets to. Uh, we're, did, we met him too. I forget. No, we didn't. I'm sorry. No, we didn't. He I don't think he did. Us, I think. Yeah. Um, we like to stay aloof. We don't want to get. <laughs> well, like Michael, we, we the competitive gaming is too much for me. I think in a long weekend. Um, but I enjoyed when we recorded. And maybe someday we record from Grenadier. Oh, right. When we do all the interviews, you may have heard on our show of the gamers at the tournaments, some of the tournaments, Chicago and Aslock. It would be great to get there and do some uh, interviews there of the local guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So, Michael, when you, when you hold the tournament there, it, I mean, it's so different for you because you're in the middle of, of the geography of the war. Uh, right. Do people do sightseeing tours and stuff to see and are are there world war ii things to see around that area yes from time to time uh, people are doing that uh, you know they they before they come to grenadier they probably uh, take a day uh, to go some to some places uh, to to do a battlefield tour uh, one I don't remember which year we did uh, organize. We organized a battlefield tour uh, for all participants of Grenadier for the Hurtgen Forest, but we were stopped by the bad weather, so it was oh. uh, snow in effect. Is your <laughs> your tournaments in December, right? Or and, uh, normally in, in November. Normally November. in November. And uh, it started to, to, to snow, and uh, our guide uh, don't want to go with us uh, into the oh. into the countryside, and yeah, so we only visit uh, the museum and uh, some bunkers, and yeah. But oh. um, yeah, as you said, we are right in the middle of the war, and uh, right in uh, when I go out of my house, uh, there you are on the battlefields, you know, when the Allies cross the Rhine, the Rhine. Uh, it was right in front of uh, my our house. So wow. um, yeah. So and mm-hmm. you today you see all that marks still there and yeah. Yeah, got to got to get there. <clears throat> it seems like they keep discovering new stuff. Uh, I got there's like, somebody on YouTube. I wish I could remember who it was who does who is always out looking for for new sites that are uncovered. A bunker somewhere or a battlefield somewhere that, and he'll take these little tours. I'll have to get the guy's name, but it seems like there's always something new. And uh, uh, that's got to make a real difference. Does that make you have, do you have an affinity, an affection, or a preference for for, uh, squad leaders' encounters that happen in Germany? Or are you. Do you play Pacific or everything or. Well, I love Pacific. I, I, I really love Pacific. Um, but I also like the ETO stuff, of course. 
as most of the ASLers, I think I don't play that much desert scenarios. Yeah. So I've I've played desert scenarios, but uh, yeah, it, there's so so much stuff around, uh, good stuff, so that you can uh, easily forget about the desert. And uh, <laughs> I think the rules uh, for desert are not that easy or clear, so uh, you people more are going to play more the the PTO stuff or ETO stuff. My preference. I like late war scenarios. I think I'm I'm in the heavy metal corner, you know, all that <laughs> big tanks and late war stuff and yeah. Yeah, East Front is always nice, but yeah. Uh, but it's it's I, I play I play all stuff. But PTO is really really one of my favorites. I love it. Yeah, okay. Jeff and I are playing playing through the um Operation Watchtower stuff on our. Okay. Uh, wow. Going back to those, we had done some years and years and years ago, and then switched over to other stuff, and then I got in Basel. I'm like, hey, let's just jump back in and try and play out the next ten of these we so never got a, to. It's a lot of night scenarios in the jungle, right? Uh, yeah. About maybe There's only some... three, three or four yeah. in there. Two or two or three? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, three or four maybe. Yeah. Oh, and we did them. Yeah, I don't. We put it on. Um, uh, my our Twitter feed. I keep that up now better than we used to. Okay. So you can track everyone. Go to our Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the numbers. My daughter about six months ago looked at it over my shoulder and said, "Dad, you have six hundred people on Twitter." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't care that much. We're just announcing the show." And and then with Vassal, I well, I was posting games, but we've played so often now. Because we're playing in small chunks spread out during the week, and so I'll more likely post a photo from the games. And you I think I think more will, people are checking in now. You know, you will change your mind when you have six million followers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably a drawback to that somewhere in there. There, I'm sure there is. Almost everyone's really nice. You know, ASLers are mostly nice people. They That's true. Like to see the you know pictures and hear some of the stories and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, what's well, good? You play lots of different variations of stuff in ASL and and in your tournament you have the mini tournament also like they do. Right. I started with a mini tournament. Normally Grenadier back in the days was from from Thursday to Sunday. People coming into the building, the house and start to play late in the evening for friendly gaming and then starting with the main tournament on Friday morning. And every time people ask, uh, hey, come on, let's start a, let's do a more, a day more. Let's start on Wednesday. So we have a day more to play ASL. And yeah, so we changed, uh, we, we, uh, made a day more to play then. And, uh, I started to do the mini tournaments on Thursday. So it's, uh, I think the people like it. So, some people play in the minis, uh, some people are doing only friendly gaming, so it's, it's, it's a good mix. Okay, yeah, I, if I do another tournament, I would, only, I would do the mini and then hang out, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a two-round mini only, not like on, at S-Log, a three-round mini, so you play, uh, when you lose, you are out. So it's every, every mini is with four players, and you play two scenarios, and yeah, that's, okay. that's it. 
And then do you select the list of scenarios or do people just choose whatever they want to play? No, it's it's a list. I, I select the scenarios. And that's that's a, probably the difficult job for organizing a tournament. Yeah, Dave Goldman has said that about the ASL Open. So how do you go about picking them? Do you look at the Roar record or talk to friends? Or Roar is definitely a way to 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 uh, for orientation, but of course uh, you have to play them by yourself to get a feeling for the scenarios. And I do it uh, with uh, some of the guys I play with. And, uh, yeah, most of the time it works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, nothing's <laughs> perfect, I guess. But <laughs> Yeah, you know, from time to time, there's a scenario, you, afterwards, you say, you say ah, it, it's probably not that balanced. It was not that balanced, and, but yeah, you know. ASL, this is a game where everything can happen, and, yeah. Yeah, games can turn around real quick, like uh, Jeff. And you know, you think you're pretty sure you're losing, uh, and then you, Jeff, went on a tear with his heavy machine gun, took out my you guys. Pull, I easily should have had 12 points off the board in this Japanese scenario, right? Yeah. Jeff ate him up, and then that rate of fire on that 37 millimeter gun, right? Jeff just oh, that was crazy. Took out all my little Stuart tanks, you know. Yeah. And especially in the smaller games, you get a little dicey, yeah, they say. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In small, small scenarios are always, uh, every, every die roll counts, you know, every, every, uh, mistake is, is, uh, is probably the decisive one. So, yeah. Do you, do you have to decide games ever at the tournament to keep it moving on time or? Well, that's, that's, uh, from time to time, you have some issues because people, when playing in tournaments, are a bit slow. You know, of course, it's 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 okay when when people play competitive, they want to win, of course. But uh, that said, uh, taking probably six seven hours for a five turn scenario is maybe too much. Yeah. And then I have to give them some. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> 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 Come on, guys, move on. Yeah. So, but I think it works. It's it's most of the time it works, and people are easy about it. So when they're not finished by the time, mostly they are they are finding a solution by themselves. So I so I have no to uh, to make a decision as a referee or whatever. And then what about uh, you, when you play personally, do you like to play, do you just play scenarios or do you, do you get into the campaign games? Oh, I like campaign games. The problem about campaign games is what? Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the, the last one uh, I played was from Hutton in Flames. We played the campaign oh. game and it was a, a blast. It was fantastic. Uh, Hutton in Flames is such a good such a good uh, uh, historical. It is really, really nice, really good uh, designed, and I wish there were more of that stuff in that size, because it's playable from from, yeah. from, from the time scale, from 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 playing time scale. Also, the, the same is probably like uh, Bridge at Cheneux from Campo Piper. It's for campaign days. Like uh, bled white for red barricades, so stuff like that. I think the the 
largest or longest, the longest campaign I've played was uh, the big one from Red Barricades. And we played it for seven campaign game dates. And it took us, I think, half a year, six months. Yeah. 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 And then. Okay, it was by that time it was uh, there was a decision. I I won it by that time as the Germans, but um, we couldn't imagine going it. uh, I don't know how many dates it has a big campaign in Red Barricades. So playing it to the end. So uh, time is an issue. Yeah, I I guess I kind of forget that I actually did a campaign or did no wait I shoot I think I. Boy, how can I forget this? I think I, <laughs> well, you I think said I, you're you said you're getting to be you're almost sixty. It well, could be the, the first sign, Dave. Matt Ramsey, way long ago, he and Camp Group Piper. I think he took me through a very very small one. Maybe that's the one you're referring to. And then we, I clearly remember playing these large games. So like the last bid was a big deal for us, and then Jeff and I did the big one from the. Um, Bridge the um, Arnhem. Yeah, so yeah, like four players, and we did. So I like those, but they they took months also, just meeting once a week or every other week, you know, to get four people together. But a lot of fun. And then um, I think Jeff, maybe it's time we try the campaign game. We we can't avoid them our whole life. So you would recommend Michael the. Hatton and Flames one? Yeah, it's, okay. it's great. It's fantastic. Jeff, what do you think? We'll get you That's, on the air committing. That sounds great to me. Probably uh, I would love to do that. I, I would love to do that one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty straightforward by the rules. You know, it's not such so rule heavy. It's, uh, yeah, the, the map is nice, nicely done. Uh, forces on both sides, you can handle them. It's not overloaded with stuff, whatever. And uh, it plays very smooth, and okay. uh, and the scenarios also. I've played all but one, I think, and they are all of them were were great, great scenarios. And that's a late war. Yeah, it's uh, late war. 1945. Ah, I, uh, I forgot the name, how it was called. Damn. Yeah, you know, it was in France in, in yes. 1945. Right. Yeah, yeah Dave, yeah. I will commit to that right now. Okay, well, I, I we did we looked at all the components and what's in the box, yeah. but uh, I still have it in the box now in the bedroom. Oh, okay. There, so it's time to break it out, put it, put it in my little, you know, the way I sort my stuff out here, counters and maps and whatever, and Get the scenarios all in my little plastic. I, I'm still into these plastic oh, really? things, and then I can flip through all my big thick binders. And ooh, uh, and I, I, I stopped that several years ago because <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> I had to, I had to take out all the old route reports and the old in contacts. I don't yeah. know if you remember those. Not I had sure. to take all those out, and they're just in paper now, stacked. <laughs> Jeff's got the the bunch. We had we had a listener um, who was getting he was getting out of ASL, wasn't that it, Dave? And so he kind of donated. Uh, yeah. This was this was years ago. Yeah. He came. Oh, oh. He, he met us for dinner. And, oh my uh, gosh. 
and brought his stuff for the Paso Club to use as a second set of counters. And we okay. did we did use them, you know, for for many many years. So uh, forgetting his name, which is horrible. Yeah, great, great guy. So yeah, that's what I, I like to store them that way still. But I I started to scan all my scenarios several years ago to have them as a PDF on on yeah. my devices, and you know, it's it's you print them and. So I know it's it's nice to go all through this through through, through that papers <laughs> scenarios and for every time I look you look at the same scenarios for a thousand times you know and <laughs> I know but I had to make a decision and I stopped to do that like you guys yeah it's a good idea and where where are you right now you're are you in your gaming room do you have a, a designated space in your house for Everything. Yeah, we we have a large table we can play on, uh, so we normally use it for for dinner and stuff like that. But yeah. um, I use it also for 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 gaming. Yeah, but I have not a man no man cave like you guys have. Oh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> mine. I complain mine is too small. I I, yeah, I, of I, I, do, I do the miniature games, and Jeff's been here once for like what I had like ten, twelve guys around a table, six to a side. I had to bring little, my own oxygen. <laughs> moving their little cowboys, and you have to kind of scoot behind somebody because yeah. I got all this uh, gaming stuff. And, you know, I guess with, now that we have video, Jeff, some sh show when we don't have a guest, I'll have to take a tour of my room. A tour would be great. A yeah. Tour, yeah. But, you know, Dave, when we play uh, Hatton and Flames, that, that campaign game, we're going to have to, like, you're going to have to move, then you're going to have to leave the room. And we'll have to wipe everything down. Then I can come in <laughs> and move. Yeah, I tedious. I don't think I want to do that on Vassal, or should we? You know, we could we could no, start it maybe Mike, on Vassal, but I think it's it's so much more beautiful when you lay that map out. And yeah, Mike Michael is groaning on the yeah. Map. <laughs> no, it's it's my opinion because I think I cannot imagine how people can play a campaign game. On Vessel. It's, yeah. it's a lot of scrolling around. Yeah, the board. right. You can't right. see the whole... The whole picture. Yeah. Right. And then, Jeff, we could leave it, well, we could leave it maybe up, set up in your house. Yeah, we could. You have a bigger basement. Yeah. And less social groups that come over to your house, because you're not as, uh, you know, likable as I am. No. I no, usually don't let people in the basement. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just about out of time here. For, yeah, we got an hour. For almost. Show, Michael. Um, wow. Yeah, we really, great. we really appreciate you joining us. And yes, um, great. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad uh, that we could do this. And, yeah. Uh, do you listen to our show? From you time to be... time, yeah. Okay, great. That's yeah. super. We appreciate that. And um, you, you guys are doing a really great job. It's, oh, it's, thanks. Yeah, thanks. it is. It's fantastic. You know, and now you're on YouTube. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> you know, one thing I really like about the show is the people that we interview. And so we've interviewed, obviously, some like John Hill and, you know, really yeah. great Ian Daglish. And and now yeah. we've got uh, Michael. Koch. Michael Koch. 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 Correct. Right. Koch. Right. Yes. Correct. So thank you very much again. And do you have any... Uh, 
any uh, parting uh, comments you want to make? Say hello to somebody from uh, the other side of the gaming well, table that you haven't seen lately. I, 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 I know a lot of guys from the United States. I, uh, I've met by when I was at Eslock, and uh, I, I, I will would call them a lot of them friends. But um, in general, I will would say in the times now, uh, stay strong, guys. And because uh, I read the news about the United States and what's going on over there, and um, yeah, that's not not good. That's not it, nice. It's the Russians, I swear to you. Yeah, the probably Russians. the Russians. They are, yeah, they are propagandizing our country, and they are doing a really good job of dividing us. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Good job, Russians. <laughs> there goes our there goes our Russian li- uh, listener oh, base. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, Russian listener. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, uh, I, I, it's really it was really great to be with you guys, and uh, hopefully, I can. I, my my plans were to go to Slog this year, and but of course not, and I don't know if if it will happen. It's, Right, uh, I, I've read on, on the forum that uh, Brett is thinking about to cancel it also. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm guessing that will happen. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully next year. Yes. And yeah. hopefully Dave and I will either get there or get to uh, Europe and uh, do the, do the so things we wanted to do. And we'd look forward to meeting you. Feel invited. You are welcome. Yeah. Thank you so very we much. We will. If, we will. If you come over, drop me a line. No problem. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. We'll sleep right on that table. Sure. <laughs> All right. And you can drink good beer if you like. Yes, we will. <laughs> okay. I'm drinking my Miller High Life today. Oh, bitter. Okay. It's only three in the afternoon. I'm sticking to my soda pop until later. All right. Thanks again, Michael. Have a great right. uh, evening. Thank you. Take thank care. Thank you. All oh, right. remember. Okay. Wait. We got to. We got to do our sign off. Remember oh. to roll low. And rally well. But well, now right. you're playing, playing us. us. Okay. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 Bye.